The reading that we're doing this morning picks up after the story of the birth of Jesus. It's found in Luke chapter two, starting in verse 22, and I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. If you have a Bible, you can turn there. And if you don't, um, just listen along, but you can also look that up online. Uh, Bible Gateway is a great app for your phone or device. Luke chapter two, beginning in verse 22. And when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed. And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that the thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, They returned into Galilee to their own town of Nazareth and the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom and the favor of God was upon them, was upon him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we get to this story of Jesus being presented in the temple, it's the story of Mary and Joseph doing what they were supposed to do according to the law, bringing their child, presenting him to the Lord. He was circumcised. They offered a sacrifice because he was their firstborn son. And essentially they're consecrating him to God at that moment. And as they enter, they meet Simeon and then they meet Anna. And I want to look at what they, uh, they reveal to us, especially as we end 2020 and look to 2021, ways that our hearts, our lives maybe should be directed in the coming weeks. 
So all of us are familiar with waiting. Um, and we actually talked about this at the beginning of the Advent season. We talked about what it looks like for us to be uh, have waiting and expectant hearts. And there's something in Advent that is a season of waiting. Now, we've gotten to the end of the Advent season, and one of the hardest parts about getting to the other end of Christmas on day two or three after Christmas is we feel like it's all done and there's nothing more. But the waiting that we see from Simeon and Anna suggests that there is a calling into a lifetime of waiting, that there's a healthy waiting. Not just waiting for a big game for your team or waiting for a new album to drop from your favorite artist or a, a new book in the series that you've been reading. We have that. We get that sense of excitement and, and interest in things that are coming that we know are coming that we're excited about. And we've seen that in the way we have waited or kids have tried to wait for Christmas to come. And of course, this year, Christmas was not going to be what it usually is. No Christmas ever really matches up to our longing and our desires and all the history of Christmas's past that we want to bring to bear on any given Christmas. But this year in particular, with the pandemic, with the distancing, with the things that have been stripped out of the pre-Christmas season, there is no way that this one Christmas this year could really match up to our need and desire and longing. But there's a calling for us to wait. How do we wait well? Well, if we're looking at Simeon and Anna, it involves patient daily faithfulness. It involves a deeper self-examination and an oriented waiting, a rightly oriented waiting. And one of the things we see with both Simeon and Anna is that they waited for a lifetime. We actually don't know how long Simeon waited, but he had been given a message from God that he would not die until he saw the Lord's Christ, until he saw Jesus, which he didn't know until he was there that day, that that's what he was waiting for. And in a sense, he's, he's waiting to die. But he's waiting for Christ in that moment. And daily he would seek after God. His desire was to know God, to be with God, to have that daily faithfulness of performing what God had called him to do as he went to the temple. Anna, likewise, was filled with daily faithfulness. We read in the passage here that Anna was a woman who was widowed seven years after she was married. It said she was a virgin and then lived for seven years with her husband before he died. So her husband probably died when she's like 20, 21, 22, 23. So early 20s, her husband dies. She never re remarries and instead seeks after God. She had lost her earthly husband, but turned to God the Father as her true husband, her true source of life in daily communion. Can you imagine that 60 years or more of just being present with God, being present in the places of God, seeking after God and being available? It said she was a prophetess, which means she was available to speak God's truth to people as the Lord led her. She was seeking after God on behalf of others and enjoying fellowship with God on just a daily basis. She didn't know she was going to see the Savior, the Messiah, but she waited patiently daily faithfulness in doing the little things day in and day out. What does it look like to live 2021 in daily faithfulness? 
I think that's one of the things that I want us to look at is we're on the third day of Christmas and actually Christmas season in a liturgical church or a calendar begins on Christmas day as the first day of Christmas and runs until January 5th. And so in many ways, I want you to take advantage of that. We're on the third day of Christmas. Let it expand out. How can what God did on Christmas shape your 2021 and in the years to come? Regardless of the losses and the challenges and the things that aren't there in your life, what is God calling you to in daily faithfulness today? Anna wasn't just looking at her losses. Simeon wasn't just looking towards his death. Both of them were living in daily faithfulness. What does that look like for you in 2021? The second thing is that both of them, in the words that are said around them, invite us into a deeper self-examination. I think one of the hardest things we, we, that we do or that can be really helpful is stopping, pausing, and doing self-examination. What is it in my life that I need to get rid of? What is it that I need to take on? What are things that God is inviting me into? And we see that in what Jesus came to do. Jesus didn't come just to bring salvation, just to bring warm, fuzzy feelings, and not really to make us just better people. He came to bring challenge. Anna says it this way. Or sorry, in, this, in Simeon's words to Mary, Simeon's words to Mary in verse 34 and 35 is that the child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel. For a sign that is opposed, a sword will pierce through your own soul so that the thoughts from many hearts will be revealed. Jesus came not just to bring salvation and forgiveness of sins, but a sword that would pierce through, that would press into us. When you look closer at Jesus, what you will find is that your own thoughts and heart, your desires, everything is revealed. Your very soul is pierced. The closer you get to Jesus, it's not just the warmer, fuzzier feelings you get. It's actually the deeper you realize who you are and who God is calling you to be. The man or woman he created you, designed you, intended you to be that you will be for eternity. He invites us into that. So that's one of the other things I would invite you into is to take some time to examine who you are and actually looking over this past year is a good one because this year has been hard. So as we look at a year of loss of not doing the things we wanted to do, how did you react? Where did your um, insecurities come out? Where did your fears come out? Where did your shame and guilt get pressed to the fore? Where did you find yourself reacting in anger or selfishness? What does that reveal? How can we hand that over to God. How can we confess that and say, thank you for forgiveness, but I don't want this anymore. Listen to the words of your family and friends who do critique you. What truth is there in that? So I think in these stories, we get the call to daily faithfulness, the invitation to a deeper self-examination. And then lastly, the opportunity for rightly oriented waiting. You know, one of the challenges of uh, the vaccine coming out is that right now, all I can think about is what it'll be like on the other side of COVID-19. 
right? What will it be like? Can we get back to being together in church, worshiping together? Christmas Eve with hundreds of people instead of 50 people in masks spread out over four services. Can we get back to family gatherings bigger than seven or eight? Can we be in each other's homes without masks on? But that's a temporal waiting and hope. It's a hope and a waiting in something here, which is very good. But both Anna and Simeon are waiting for something beyond themselves, beyond their immediate needs. We read that Simeon is looking in verse 25. Simeon was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And Anna says that Jesus, this Messiah, is here for all those who are waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem in verse 38. So it's waiting for the consolation of Israel and waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Basically, both of them had their waiting oriented towards God bringing comfort, healing, restoration, salvation for others, for their entire nation. They were looking for the comfort of God for those who are suffering, who have lost, who are grieving. That's what consolation means. And Anna saying the redemption of Jerusalem, the setting free of those who are enslaved. To look at, to have your life oriented towards those who are grieving most, those who are most bound. Say, I want them to know your salvation, Jesus. What I want more than anything is that that's what I'm waiting for. Not just my team to win the Super Bowl, not just for that next album to drop, not just even for a good thing, like all of us to be vaccinated, but actually for people to know Jesus, the freedom that he brings, freedom from sin and guilt and shame, the comfort that God's presence and healing bring to those who have suffered, who are alone, who don't know who they are. Do we long for that? Is that what we're waiting for? It's a waiting that is oriented bigger than ourselves. It's desiring God and his presence, which is what Simeon was waiting for, just to see God, to be with God, and to long for God's presence to come and heal, save, and redeem others. Lord, let your servant depart in peace. Basically, Simeon is saying in his song that we say at Compline, I don't need anything else in life. I'm ready to die. I've been with you, Lord. I've seen you. His bucket list was checked off. What are you waiting for as 2020 ends? So I think a simple passage like this invites us to think about our 2021 and the practices of daily faithfulness, like Anna going to the temple regularly for 60 years by herself, to a deeper self-examination, recognizing that Jesus come, came not just to make us more religious or hopeful, but to pierce down deep into our hearts and a rightly oriented waiting to long for the things God desires, to desire God himself and his presence in 2021, and to desire that for others as well. Let's pray. Lord, as we end our 2020, open us to your spirit, 
to lead us over the next couple days to self-examination, to rightly orientation, <laughs> to waiting well, and to daily faithfulness. Amen.